Geopolitics and Empire is joined by Sean Stone, filmmaker, media host, author, actor, poet, speaker, and above all, truth seeker and spiritual activist. I used to love seeing him on Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura, Buzzsaw, and Watching the Hawks. He's author of New World Order, A Strategy of Imperialism. He's directed A Century of War, and his newest documentary series is Best Kept Secret, which deals with human trafficking, pedophilia, and satanic politics. You can get it on Vimeo via his site, seanstone.info. It's good to be talking to you, Sean. That's a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, uh, as I said, I've been following your work for years, uh, as well as your your, your father's work. I'm, I'm a big fan as well. I've, I've got the, the stone <laughs> experience here. Yeah, uh, it's cool. Yeah, um, I, I thought we could start with your book, uh, New World Order, which I believe grew out of your... 2006 Princeton thesis. Uh, I'd sort of like to get your survey of the land. You know where we are uh, at this moment in time with the, with the new world order because it seems 2020 has been a major turning point for them. For us, uh, seems like they've really begun their next phases of global domination. Today, I'm reading reports. You know, Biden, the German Chancellor, and even Kim Jong Un are saying that the p- pandemic isn't over. North Korea is locking down again. Uh, in your book, you start, as many do, with Cecil Rhodes and the conversion of British Empire to world government using America as a stepping stone. Uh, it, we, we can connect Rhodes all the way through, as you detail, to the CFR, to the Dulles Brothers and CIA. And some re- researchers today have connected the CIA to Harvard, to Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, bringing us up to speed you know, with the Great Reset. And so you know, where are we now in the New World Order and, and Great Reset? Uh, we're at the phase where they basically are showing everything, you know, they're basically showing their hands full force. Um, and it's very interesting to see what has happened in a way that, um, as you mentioned, America was a stepping stone. It was a, is a very integral, uh, country for, you know, if you think about maybe from the, from the beginning of America, from the place of Francis Bacon and other visionaries, seeing America as the new Atlantis, um, Basically, the the founding fathers uh, essentially, you know, putting creating this the great seal with you know with the the all seeing eye at the, on the capstone and the Novus Ordo Seclorum, right? And almost a, 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 a new order for the ages or a new secular order. It's very interesting how a lot of this is prof, prof, prophetic. Essentially, it's like um, this vision of America as you could almost call it like a, a new, uh, basically, the, or the progenitor of the new Babel right where it was going to be like the place of uh a melting pot for many cultures a place for freedom but then everything has its positive and its negative right so there's the the extreme form of america which has been uh imperialistic in terms of how it's obviously you know conquered the land it, you know it, it uh, you could say the government and and many of the people were very uh um, arrogant in their treatment of the native peoples of, of america um you know, obviously seizing uh, seizing land from Mexico, seizing uh, seizing land from the Native Americans, and you know, slavery. I mean, all these things that went with it, and then obviously expansion into um, foreign markets, as we know through the you know the imperialist era of the gunboat diplomacy and things like this. But America um, at least had this basis of a promise within the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, right? And this idea, this promise of freedom. That was in, that was given to us, basically saying, "Listen, remember, just you know, in a Platonic sense, you remember that you are endowed by a, a creator that is beyond this realm. You are not endowed with your rights by a government." 
And so ever since you could say, you know, really, there's always been a battle at the heart of America, um, you know, between the, you could call the imperialist faction, which is pro-slavery, which does not see the human being as a, uh, as a divine being. They, they see the human being as basically an evolved monkey, right? And so it expresses itself through Darwin, Darwinism, it expresses itself through a lot of scientific materialism, it expresses itself through imperial politics. And that, you know, imperial politics, again, stretches across every facet of life from education to science to religion. You know, it's like, are you basically beholden to uh, some ruling class, some intellectual uh, superior, some, um, you know, someone who knows the science that you don't know? Or do you actually believe that every human is in, divinely endowed by their creator and thus has uh, the ability to think for themselves, to know to know reality for themselves, to uh, to make decisions for themselves, right? This is the heart of what what's what's at war within America since its founding and across the world. Obviously, you know the nature of this, you know, drive from empire across, you know, since since uh, our recorded history, right? It's thousands of years of 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 empires trying to basically seize land, seize resources, seize people, and so where we are now is. Um, is this basically this this dawn of a new age, uh, which which again promises so much more in terms of look everything the technology offers is giving us more uh, freedom of thought, freedom of, of voice, freedom of you know freedom of of, um, uh, of of exchange, right? And at the same time, we're then seeing the you know the dark side of well let's use that to censor people let's use these platforms to monitor and track people let's use these platforms to to turn people against each other to pit them against each other and so everything that came in 2020 was in fact a culmination of hundreds of years if not thousands of years of imperial design to create a consolidation of world government um and basically to take the power further away from the individual level right to, to move it in away to these authorities you know like the cdc like the world health organization the federal government is just one stepping stone because the federal government is far you know in dc in the swamp as a corporation that it is it's it's very removed from the actual uh uh individual you know choice let's say that's why even in america they had to get rid of states rights or like you know even though states still have rights but they got rid of that notion of states rights and oftentimes they use bribery federal governments using you know like through COVID, right you know you want subsidies you want money you know you got to follow our protocols right that's how they do it and so it's continuously trying to move the move the mark move the the, the power away from the individual level as much as possible but what happened in 2020 was very much a culmination of a coup d'etat against trump that started in 2016 right and we saw that play out real time with the whole you know russia collusions narrative attacking his people like uh papadopoulos and uh, flynn and um everyone that was basically close to him, roger stone everyone had to be you know smeared and attacked as, as as a russian agent or you know they were corrupt and and then you know trump obviously was like it was the it was he was the way of dividing many people because obviously like democrats or republicans fundamentally are in disagreement, but there's like, you know, you, you could still get along. There wasn't this level of ve vehemence. I saw it maybe a little bit in extreme places, like some, some aspects of LA and it was always been very like derogatory towards Republicans and it's gotten worse. But during Trump's era, it was like, it got to this extreme place where the media was literally calling the president Hitler. <laughs> they were, you know, basically comparing him to Satan. I mean, you've never seen such disrespect for an American president by the media ever in history. So it was a very overt, uh, way of dividing people such that, you know, it was like 
Trump was the devil and anything that he said was a lie and everything that he that he did was was wrong and evil. Like and so you basically had this division that was created in America that in 2020 was uh put into like full you know full throttle through the pandemic and the pandemic um in this way of really just psychologically driving this wedge through the American population to turn each other, you know, oh you're not wearing a mask, you know, you're 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 a trumper, you know, oh you're not getting vaccinated, you must stay out of my, you know, you you can't work anymore. I mean, this is this is like nazism, right? But it was all it was all predicated in this in this way that they that they created antagonism between people based on your political stance, right? Or your perspective on, you know, on certain things around, you know, are you a global basically are you in favor of the globalization process? Oh no, you you want to bring the economy back home, you're white supremacist. I mean, all this stuff was it was like using race, it was using identity politics, it was using all, you know, pol- just politics in general as ways of putting a wedge through people. And so everything that plays out from 2020 to now basically has been very much uh, an elaboration on that. But thankfully, I think that in many ways, where we are now is a much healthier place because I think a lot of people started to see through the illusion. A lot of people started to see through the lies that were perpetuated by the media and had been, obviously, the media has been lying forever, but it became very clear because of the way that they that they smeared Trump and then perpetuated the same narrative of how they smeared Trump with how they smeared you know, anyone who questioned the COVID narrative the masks, the the vaccine, the necessity of vaccines, all this, people were being smeared the same way that the media smeared Trump. So all of a sudden it became very clear, wow, if you're going to, you know, attack half the American population and you're the so-called elite, you have a problem. So it's really an interesting moment where I think the New World Order is like showing its full, full force, all its hand. And it's like, hey, you know, we're, you know, we're all for globalization. We're shutting down oil. Uh, we're, you know, we're going to spike the, gra- the gas prices. We're going to, cre- you know, create huge issues when it comes to, um, you name it, supply chain. I mean, all these kind of things that they're creating, basically artificial scarcity, artificial fear. And a lot of people are se- kind of seeing through it going, eh, we get your game. And we, we don't want to play that game anymore. So I think there's enough of us now that even if it's not the majority, it's still enough. Even if it's only one third to one half, which is where it feels to me, that that's still enough people saying no, that it makes it very difficult for the new world order to do what it's trying, what it wants to do, which is ultimately just take control of the population from the, the, the global governance perspective down to the genetic level of being able to manipulate you at literally not just your smartphone, but literally at the genetic level of, you know, what go, what bio, what your biochemistry looks like and what goes into your body and, you know, you name it. Like that's, that's where I think that they're trying to head it. And I think there's enough people saying no, that it's going to be very difficult for them to fulfill that that dream a message from our sponsors it seems we're headed for economic collapse a dystopian social credit system even another world war as a longtime expat myself i've secured multiple passports getaway locations foreign financial accounts and escaped to the sunnier shores of mexico mikhail thorup of the expat money show can help you do the same and become great reset proof He's hosting the Expat Money Summit with 30-plus experts that'll help you reclaim your freedom in a time of upheaval and uncertainty by moving your life, business, and wealth offshore. Themes include securing your Plan B safe haven, offshore banking, decentralized finance, second passports, and much more. Protect yourself and secure a new life abroad. Register now for free at expatmoneysummit.com or don't and enjoy eating bug burgers in your smart city. If you do find yourself stuck in a smart city, the Nomos app will help you survive COVID-1984 and the Great Reset. Nomos is a time bank 
that can be used by communities anywhere in the world. You just need to talk people into using it. I've spoken to the developer who is passionate about creating solutions for surviving and thriving in the apocalypse. Nomos is available in English and Spanish, so hurry and visit nomos.net before they roll out the cashless society and put you in the algorithm ghetto. And don't forget to fund Geopolitics and Empire. You can leave a donation, except on Patreon or PayPal, which have banned us, book a consultation, or become a member. You mentioned the Nazism, and since 2020, uh, I've been saying this is what we're seeing is it's the same dark forces uh, of the 1930s uh, rearing their heads again. This Nazism, this, this eugenics. Uh, I even you can see behind me. I even bought on eBay uh, uh, 1938 Nazi Achnen pass uh, right there, just to make the point. You know, I, I, you know, bring it with me here when they. For a brief moment, in some places here in Mexico, they had vaccine uh, certificates. So uh, I would agree. You sound uh, optimistic. So are, are you optimistic that uh, we'll be able to, at least in this round, stave off um, some of uh, this push for a new world order? I'm optimistic because I don't see the system as being able to really prevail. I don't think that the system, the new world order system, has the energy behind it. I don't think that it has the... Um, you know, I think that their economy is shot. I think that when you run an, a, a, an economy based on scarcity, it it will fundamentally uh, lead to such an imbalance that it will ultimately collapse upon itself. You see, so the the idea of scarcity is just not the nature of humanity. I mean, we're we're we, you know we're bought into this world to be abundant and to share in the abundance of you know what is what is nature. It's abundant. It's you know it's rich. I mean, everything has its its role to play, and you know it doesn't does not really like does not want, you know, when it comes to, you know, um, shelter and food and, um, and access, you know, the ability to create, I mean, these are basic th fundamental things that too many people have been deprived of that this order can't prevail this way. I mean, and it's not just a question of, uh, you know, moving money from the rich to the poor. I mean, it's fundamentally the system itself is, is built is in a total imbalance of priorities <laughs> for the perpetuation of life. So I don't really see it. I don't see it persisting. And I don't think they know how to prevail either because they know that their system is so warped that they're trying to, you know, say, well, what do we do with, you know, if we, if we make everything mechanized and AI basically, and we, and you know, we, what do we do with the humans? Well, we got to get rid of them. We got to chip them and roboticize them and kind of like just feed them the scraps or something. I mean, they kind of don't know what to do because they, they, they're, they're, you know, their conception of the economy is like, it's 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 predicated in um, a few people having so much control over you know basically the you know you name it the um, the instruments of production the outlets you know it's like they they've they've squeezed too many people out so I think that there's going to be this huge um, revolution because not like in a sense of you know taking to the streets and, and killing but like economic revolution I think cryptocurrency is is already showing us where this is going NFT is also showing us like currency is just energy where there, where you have energy, you should be able to, you know, to create, you shouldn't have to go through so many hurdles as you know, like, you know, of how many artists are out here, how many uh, creatives, how many entrepreneurs are out here can't get access to, you know, to capital because why? Cause it's, you know, basically puts them into either like huge debt or they don't have the credit line or, you know, they, you name it, right. They don't have the access to, to outlets because everything is globalized. What happened with globalization was it made it very difficult to compete as we saw, right. It was like, once you have your supply chain set up in China or Vietnam or some other country that, you know, only the, you have to have, you know, access to, to shipping, you have to have access to, you know, huge, huge costs, you know, to get your things from, 
from there to, to market. Now it's 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 easy when you're a Walmart or some other mass, you know, major corporation, but when you're uh, an entrepreneur, like you have to kind of go local, right? Find your local markets. And so maybe what's going to sh- happen is you're going to see more of a shift to local economics, even in the sense of services being direct, you know, it doesn't matter. Like you can have a, a service that is virtual. You can have, um, and you can also, again, connect to community. You can be, you know, a global citizen. Um, but fundamentally, I just think that there's, there's too much of an imbalance within this economic modality that has seen literally a handful of people get more wealth than half the planet where 1%, it less than 1% of America now has more wealth than the entire middle class. I mean, this has been only a couple decades in the making. It's really been 50 years, I guess you could say, in the making since they really started shutting down our industries and our infrastructure, as we talked about in Century of War. But um, again, it's just like you can't ultimately live with Amazon dropping packages to your home where you, you, know, you can't really go anywhere. All the, the local stores have shut down and you're just living in your virtual space. I mean, this is not the future for this planet. This planet is too abundant. There's too much there's too much color and, and richness and creativity. I don't see humans as just a bunch of zombies. That's the imperial modality. They just see humans as a bunch of idiots that basically will just do that, you know, sit there. Like they, that's their perception of humanity. It's like Wally. They think humans are just a bunch of fat idiots that will sit there and accept whatever they're fed. I don't see that. I see human, the human spirit is so powerful. It has overthrown every empire they try to throw at us. Yeah. I'm saddened here in Mexico by how much uh, the populace have gotten on with this digital revolution amazon like you know it's it's big in us maybe in other parts of the world but you would think at least in mexico we would be doing things more locally but maybe because i live in the second biggest uh city here in mexico i see amazon boxes strewn throughout the the neighborhood uh before we get the best kept secret i just uh, you mentioned censorship and i see you're still on patreon uh, i was taken off of patreon a year ago and last week Together with uh, Mint Press and Consortium News, I was banned from PayPal uh, just as the DHS opened up its Disinformation Governance Board. Uh, and this week, Spotify gave me my first uh, takedown uh, notice. W- what do you make of these or- Orwellian times we live in, uh, as well as the road ahead for the guerrilla information warriors uh, like us? Again, you sound optimistic that new platforms are being created. I mean, you're on Rockfin, I'm on Rockfin. We've got Rumble, uh, Odyssey, Bitshoot, Brighton, MeWe. Gab, I, I spoke to the CEOs of uh, Float this week. Uh, next week, I'm talking to Jeremy Kaufman, CEO of uh, Odyssey, who's running for Senate in New Hampshire. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on the censorship uh, as well as the way forward? Again, the censorship can't work because it's just against human nature. So what I get, I guess, what I'm saying is that I just see it like there's there's human nature, and our human nature is not in the mind, you know, the mind has actually been a great trickster. It's been a way of manipulating so many people, but it's actually our hearts, right? And the way that the children behave in the world. And so we, you know, humans have an innate sense of fairness. Humans have an innate sense of love and, and, and curiosity. And so as much as they've done to manipulate the minds and obviously best kept secret gets into this, you know, they manipulate the minds, they manipulate our nervous systems with trauma. Uh, they manipulate, you know, our, our, our conception of, you know, of, of the way the world should be. And, you know, everyone, you know, people believing now it's like, oh yeah, we should give our power to these global government organizations or whatnot. They know better. Um, you know, we should, yeah, we should all, you know, get chipped and, and, and go into this, you know, this, this Apple, uh, I don't know, Apple computer in your head or whatever they're going to, you know, put into your, into your body, into your brains, you know, um, 
I think that as much as they as as they try to do this, I still believe that the human spirit, the human nature, um, is going to prevail. Because even if it's a minority of us, all you need is a strong vanguard, as we know from every revolution. From you know, and again, I mean, yeah, you can argue that a lot of these revolutions were financed from from some of the same Illuminati, but the Illuminati is not all dark. You know, there are definitely Illuminati who understand, like who 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 can see that there's cycles of history, and they they just they're tuning in. So there's those that are like truly like dark satanic Luciferians who I would say are worshiping the AI, which is really where this is all going, right? The idea of us merging with an AI, being you know basically controlled by an AI. That's you know that's that's the the that's the Lucifer figure. That's basically the adversary, the satanic the satanic adversary of us. That's basically um, trying to control us. But I think at the other level, there are the Illuminati or those that are like, you know, that are, have, have understood that there are certain things that have to occur throughout history as like, as like benchmarks for stressor points in a way for the awakening of the human. And so it's like the human has to sometimes, unfortunately, you know, we are beings that have to feel things to, to, to respond. We have to put, be put into pressure and stress to, to make decisions. And so, you know, yeah, you end up with, with horrible regimes, you end up with horrible situations, you end up with, you know, with, with, with horrible, you know, uh, behavior, you know, you look at every, you look at the 20th century, right, from the Nazis to the Chinese communists, you know, to the, the Pol Pots, you know, to the people, you know, again, these weren't, these aren't, these are dictators, but guess, guess who allowed them to occur, right? It was, it was, it was economic interests. It was neighbors turning on neighbors. It was literally, right. It's exactly like, it's not just the dictator. I mean, this is the stupidity of it. It's literally, you know, instilling in people, this idea, report your parents, you know, if, if your parents have, you know, have denounced uh, the revolution, right. Report them. If you're, uh, if, 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 if he's an intellectual during Pol Pot, you know, if they are wearing glasses, you know, kill them because they're intellectuals, you know, kill the babies because they're going to, you know, there's going to be too many, the population will be too large for us to feed, you know, so kill the children. I mean, there's like so much psycho psychopathy, but it's, it's, you know, again, and it's as extreme as, as we've seen humans behave, I still believe in the human nature that we are getting back to, which is fundamentally a balance, which is a, a way of being that's in balance with nature, with our, with our hearts, um, with our universe. And so all these extremes will ultimately move us into a new phase of being in the world that hopefully is more holistic, more, uh, more aware, more compassionate. Um, none of these, these dark forces, um, are without serving a higher evolutionary purpose for the spirit of, of mankind. So good. Uh, that's uh, some optimism. Uh, a lot of listeners know that I'm uh, at times very pessimistic and, and cynical, and it's it's good for you to give us a a, a burst of optimism. But uh, again, to look at some other dark topics, uh, your new uh, series, Best Kept uh, Secret, that's on Vimeo. Uh, I've purchased it, and I, I encourage people to go and purchase it. It's only five bucks. I think it's uh, six uh, episodes. And thanks for allowing the download option. I always prefer to download uh, the videos rather than stream them. I've only seen the first episode uh, so far. It's it's a bit it's frightening. You know, I haven't spent much time researching uh, the the angle of you know the human trafficking pedophilia and satanic politics uh side of the new world order because it's it's depressing the information is hard to come by and i've focused a lot on geopolitics and the aspects of of world government especially but uh you know you pull together clips and info that that uh, this freaked me out uh tell us about a uh, best kept secret uh and and what, what's going on uh, there sure well when you say like you know focusing on geopolitics and world government 
inevitably takes you to books like Dope Inc., right? Where you realize that um, a lot of our of our financial institutions, a lot which which are essentially are very connected to our governments, right? Are um, are able to operate because of how much uh, black money or like uh, you know black really like uh, how do you say the, the black economy, right? That the 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 underbelly, let's say, of mafia type of stuff, right? Drugs, um, arms, gold uh, trafficking, like diamonds, you know, things like this, right? But also human human trafficking has been massive throughout time, and it's not just like slavery did not end, you know, in eighteen what was it? 65 or whatever at the end of the american civil war i mean trafficking of humans has gone on it was started before america it's it's gone on to this day you know to the present day there's arguably more humans trafficked than ever in history and you're talking about billions and billions of dollars in that economy so it's 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 integral to the geopolitical structure of things right and um again how much the illicit economy feeds into our regular um economy because of the financial system and money laundering, obviously, then, you know, that, that then allows things to, uh, you know, be made based on, you know, these cash, these cash businesses like uh, drugs and humans and other things. So, um, yeah, I mean, to me, it's like it, it, human trafficking is an important thing to look at and to be aware of, but a secret about how humans are enslaved and it's, it's, you know, human trafficking, uh, but it's also uh, psychological you know, mind control, manipulation of the minds of our reality, what we think is real drugs, obviously, you know, drugs of the MK ultra experiments were one aspect, but we know our governments have been involved with you know, drug trafficking um, because obviously it's, it's a powerful way of getting people, you know, under control is illicit drugs and legal drugs, you know, big pharma, <laughs> big pharma is in America. It's like half the population or so is on, you know, is, is on some kind of drugs. So um, these are, you know, these are chemical ways of doing it. There's also the transhuman agenda, which is, again, getting control of the human body at the biochemical level. And again, the satanic point of view is that humans are not divinely endowed with spirit. They're just mechanistic, uh, you know, ones and zeros, basically, or like their DNA is just switching on and off. And um, if you can, you know, if you can inject mRNA into them, you can recode them. I mean, that's their very much their psychology. So there's... Um, there's that, that aspect to the docuseries. There's the compromising of politicians and business people. You know, Epstein is sort of an example of that. Um, and then there's a spiritual war, which is, you know, again, like going to the next level beyond the physical domain, this, this spiritual war that's ancient, right? That a lot of the mystical traditions and religious traditions talk about, which is what is this dark opposing force, you know, the satanic force? What is it, um, you know, why is it feeding on our... Uh, on us, not just energetically, but also the blood, the blood drinking, you know, because adrenochrome, as we've, you know, we've learned is not just a drug. At one level, they say it's a drug, you know, based on uh, human sacrifice, you know, basically blood from, from children or, and, uh, but the adrenochrome could be a drug, it could be a stimulant, but it also might be, you know, used by some genetic variant, you know, what people call like, you know, the, you know, the reptilians, for example, like is a, as an expression of, um does it does that have to do with um the dna the rh negative for example like our, our rh negative more connected to reptilian blood i mean we know we're all evolved reptilians at some level we have the reptilian brain you know we have when we're letting babies in the womb it's like we um we basically have the potential to grow tails <laughs> but uh you know we're basically an evolved form of reptiles so it's very interesting the reptilian conversation comes up with a lot of whether it's uh people's visions and during alien abductions or 
just the ancient, you know, the ancient writings about the dragons and the 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 you know the, the serpents, you know, the nagas, the wise serpents, the uh, archons are described as as dragons in uh, in uh, the texts of the the Gnostics. Um, so there's a lot of interesting stuff when it comes to the reptile, the serpent energy, and and how that plays into this story, because I see us as very much like an evolving human, as you know, from spiritual practices, like you, the more you do spiritual work, the more you meditate, uh, tap into your, um, your third eye and, and your, and the top of your head, neocortex, your crown, you actually move out of the reptilian brain where that's where they control us. The reptilian brainstem and the root of our brain is very much where our, our fight or flight energy is. And that's how they control us with the stimulants, with the drugs, the, the, the mind control, all of it. It's actually about the reptilian brainstem to keep people in states of anxiety, fear, paranoia, um, you name it. They're just, they're just trying to survive. They're going to, you know, they, they're willing to, 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 to do anything, whatever it takes to survive as a, and that's the modality that of our economy, as we talked about scarcity modality, it's very reptilian as opposed to the abundant, loving present modality of just of being in the world knowing that there's enough for everyone that's much more of where humans are are supposed to be evolving to and that's really the top of the top of our of our heads the brains the neocortex the frontal lobe area that's really where we're supposed to be evolving and, and bringing our attention so that we can ideally show up in the world in a more compassionate uh, exchange with others rather than a uh, as they call it, like the, the fuck you buddy, those games that were designed by those psychopaths <laughs> at Princeton and other places, right? Where it's like, it's all Paul, you know, it's all the idea of, you know, I win, you win, if you win, I lose, you know, that's zero sum economics. That's a lot of the dynamics that Gordon Gecko always talked about in Wall Street, right? And he's Gecko, he's reptilian, right? So it's like, you know, it's all zero sum politics to them, whether it's politics, whether it's economics, whereas for us, we're like, no, it's not zero sum. You win, I win, because guess what? If, if you know, if, if we're friends and we have, you know, we, we want to exchange or contract together, right? We, we do business together, we can both win. That's, you know, that's the vision that we want to have for all of our society, that everyone can, can share in the abundance. Because if you're making money, guess what? You can buy my video and then I can, you know, then I can contribute to, you know, to, to your economy in a different way. So it's like all these things will ultimately, you know, it all cycles back if we allow the cycle to flow as opposed to being cut off by these artificial middlemen and others that basically are, you know, the gatekeepers, who's printing the money, who's controlling the money is supply, who's telling you, uh, you know, you, you name it, right. You can't, uh, you can't, you can't create this. Well, why not? I mean, there's a market for it. There's, you know, there's, there's people that want to see it. There's, there's uh, you name it. Like, you know, there's people that want to experience it. People that want to work for me. Why can't I, you know, what, what's, what prevents you from giving me the money or why shouldn't I just be able to my energy attract, you know, which is actually a lot of our, theoretical economy would just based, be based on energy, right? Everyone should come into this world endowed with certain amounts of money based on your energy. Okay. Where are you going to put it? I do this test all the time with people. If you had $10 million, where would you put it? You can ask 10 people. It's not like everyone's going to go and buy a Bugatti and a champagne. No, everyone's going to spend that differently. So we got to get rid of this idea that like, oh, people don't, people shouldn't have money because, you know, they're all going to just be lazy and sit at home and, and order Amazon. No, not at all. People are still going to live their lives and they're going to create different things. They're going to spend it in different ways. They're going to empower others in different ways. They're going to, you know, invest it in different ways. That's the whole point. Every one of us comes here with a, with a, a different perspective because for each of us, an expression of the divine, that's the humanist perspective, not the imperial modality where everyone is just uh, basically a slave of their, of their base senses and they just want to be lazy and, and, basically watch porn all day and, and uh, order Amazon and, uh, you know, they, you know, and, and basically if, if everyone had money, they just, 
they'd all, you know, be buying the same car and the same uh, champagne. And like, that's a very lazy perspective of humanity, as far as I'm concerned. We can hear the birds chirping in your background. It's a fitting soundtrack, yeah. uh, given uh, <laughs> the theme that, that you're discussing. And uh, so g- getting back then to best kept secret, uh, I thought, you know, I, I watched it, uh, the first episode this week and I was having a conversation with one of my guests on my TNT radio program. Uh, and we were talking about the Ukraine uh, uh, Lend-Lease uh, bill and, you know, one politician, I guess I won't name him, but I- I'm a huge fan of his uh, and he, he, he usually votes you know in the good direction and this time he voted uh for this this thing and that made me think of your first episode where um it really makes you sort of understand why really no politician in washington or in our local state or very few are really kicking against the pricks you know even some of the uh politicians as i said that we think are good and brave at times sometimes vote in favor of the deep state uh, on, on many bills. Um, and in Best Kept Secret, you show how there's this occult network that's embedded in the power structure. And it seems to compromise many politicians by, I, I guess, getting them to do lewd and uh, illegal things with children or perhaps in satanic rituals. Uh, you know, maybe they drug some of these upcoming politicians, whatever the case, they videotape uh, th- them and in these compromising situations. And I'm sure that they can use it then for blackmail and get them to do whatever they want. Uh, or in some cases, they just outright threaten politicians, uh, you know, kill them <laughs> often. Uh, and what are your thoughts on, on this system of control that's behind the scenes that's used to manipulate the, the overt political system that we see? Oh, sure. I mean, um, but think about how how difficult it is to even get in to, you know, to be on the ballot for, you know, one of the one of the parties, Republican or Democrat. Um, like I saw recently, this guy, Robbie Starbuck, who, you know, I appreciate a lot of what he's posting on Instagram. And like I heard, you know, like he's he's trying to sue the Republicans, I think, in Tennessee because they're trying to keep him off the ballot. Right. And you're like, so think about how how corrupt it is that, you know, even we saw with 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 Hillary's thing. Right. Where in 2016 all these leaks about russia gate was well they were trying to say it was about russia well it wasn't about russia it was about the fact that hillary <laughs> hillary was basically controlling the dnc to make sure that uh you know bernie wasn't going to get the nod from them and that was the corruption and rather than focusing on that they wanted everyone to focus on oh how dare russia leak this well it was no there was no evidence that russia they did it seemed to be an internal thing and you know assange may have played a role but the point is that you know the the leak was about something that was demonstrably corrupt and rather than letting people focus on the corruption they tried to you know focus away don't look at the corruption look over there look at those bad russians they you know they they tried to expose our corruption how dare they <laughs> think about how silly it is so yeah i mean these these parties are are very corrupt obviously uh, i look at it like you know there are there are maybe decent some decent people in in the in the political system um, I don't really expect much of them uh, because you have to get, again imagine that you know so who as you'll see in the docu series like who, who is drawn to these kind of political power is oftentimes sociopaths you know oftentimes people that are really uh, charismatic you know like movie star types right not a, not most movie stars are not sociopaths but like there are a lot of sociopaths who have that quality that charm um, and they you know they're lawyers and they're you know they're they're um you know they're businessmen they're you know they're politicians right and they just they're really just like empty vassals for whatever the command structure says and a lot of it i think is masonic you know if you think about how the the legal system has been created for example and the fact that look if you think about 
if, if most of the politicians are lawyers, right? And the legal system itself is basically a rigged game, right? It either you, if you're in the you know if you're in with the bar, you basically are in a club <laughs> that regulates itself. Um, and as we you know as we've come to learn over time, the merit you know basically mo- our legal system is predicated on maritime law. It's mostly commercial law, right? It, that's how they get you. Everything is about commerce, so everyone has a price at that point. And I think that's that's understood. If, if everyone has a if everyone has a value and a price, then it's very difficult to fundamentally overcome it. And as we've you know as we've seen through the years, there's the stories of people like how do they get people to go along with something? Well, they either you know at some level they compromise you. If they can't compromise you, then they threaten you. If they don't threaten you, know, if they don't if they if they if 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 you don't follow along, they threaten their family and then they kill you. I mean, Wellstone I think was a great example. Paul Wellstone wasn't he? Um, senator i think and uh he was like one of the people that was objecting to the iraq war and i think his uh he was either iraq but it was that whole time period iraq and anthrax like everything around that time of the war on terror and um his plane crashed you know and so we saw that in the best kept secret series with the uh the investigator for the uh the franklin conspiracy he was investigating talking to the children that had been raped and gathering all this information and then plane crashes yeah yeah years ago i interviewed john perkins everyone knows uh who talks mm-hmm. about how was it the the two of the central american president's planes crashed yeah. it's just standard uh practice and as well uh, i said it in geneva and i had a classmate from uh africa and we were talking about freemasonry he was telling me yeah his his uncle was trying to run for a local political office in, in gabon africa and his uncle had told him like you can't unless you become like a Freemason, you can't run for politics there. And so, as, as you say, there are all these filters that you have to kind of go through. Uh, you talk about mind control as well. Uh, you've probably seen the first Special Forces Command uh, recent three minute video they released talking about ghosts in the machine and psy war and, and, and mind war and saying all the world's a stage, asking who pulls the strings. Um, the psychological warfare today and mind controls is really next level. You know, I see people here in Mexico, double masked still today in this hot weather. Uh, it's yeah. like an invasion of the body snatchers. You know, yeah. Pe- people are raging against Putin and worshiping Zelensky and, and Ukraine yeah. and, the, and the Azov battalion. Uh, the elites are getting a lot of people to do anything they, they want. Uh, any thoughts on this, uh, uh, you know, the psychological warfare and mind control going on today? I mean, what is there to say? You just summed it up. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot just has to do with the um, the awareness level. You know, a, a lot of people um, they're checked out, and so I, I don't know what their future is going to look like. But I don't, it's I don't believe it will be very favorable for them because they basically um, they haven't passed the tests. You see, so I see a lot of it like um, these are sort of tests um, of where your consciousness is, what's your awareness. Um, are you, you know, are you basically someone that just obeys? And the more your your psychology is just to obey, that you're not connected to spirit, you're not connected to your in, inner spirit, your intuition, um, your inner truth. Um, it's going to be very difficult to go forward because this world will become increasingly about. I think I believe it will be increasingly about honoring and uh, and recognizing people that take that 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 initiation into you know it's basically self-respect self-love to say look you know i am an emanation of of the creator and uh no one has authority over me 
you know, I can, I can agree to certain, you know, certain, I can, I can make agreements. I can make, uh, you know, I can make, uh, agreements with others with, you know, with society, but, uh, no one has authority and power over me. No, you know, cause every, every man is created equal. So if you, if you create, if you basically take that and instill yourself with that, I believe that the future is going to be much brighter for, for, for those that, than, the, than those who, um, are just sort of, uh, compliant, compliant to whatever is told to them and dictated to them, then that's not the path forward for, for this time period. Mm -hmm. That's a path of a, of a robot basically. And that's where I see this going. My dad frequently admonishes me for going off the reservation, for going too far into Cucamonga land, uh, beyond the Overton window into conspiracy territory. Uh, I, I can imagine your, your father doing the same, you know, what does he think about your work or do you get people telling you to, to chill out sometimes? <laughs> do I, do I get that or, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you, you cover a plethora of, of topics and you often go, um, you know, far, which is great. Like in, in the research and the people sometimes say, you know, you've got, you've gone too far beyond the Overton window doesn't really matter to me <laughs> because I, I'm like, who am I here to teach? I'm here teaching myself. What am I here to learn? I'm here to learn my soul's lessons. Um, what am I here to empower? I'm here to empower my, to my, to empower my being. So I follow my intuition, you know, when I kind of, I, I go where I'm curious and what I'm learning. And then, uh, and then at a certain point I just kind of like get bored. I'm like, okay, you know what? I get it moving on. That's why I don't, you know, I don't really, um, how do you say, I've never been like stable with just like, oh, I'm just going to be an interview guy. I'm just going to have my buzzsaw show. Like I get bored with this stuff because I, I see it and it's like, okay, I get it. I know what's going on. I want to live my life. You know, I want to live my life. I want to be, you know, when my, and I get curious about things or I'm learning, I'm like, I dive into it. I like to share, you know, what, what I create. Um, but yeah, it's like, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is, this is your reality. Everyone has to own that. Everyone has to understand that it's their own reality. If you don't take ownership of it, then someone else will. That's when the parasites show up. That's when the, you know, the, these totalitarian states are formed because people aren't taking ownership and saying, man, who are you? Who are you to tell me what to do? Who are you to tell me what, you know, where I should go, what I should, what I should think? Who are you? What gives you that power? What gives you that authority? My authority comes from God because I know I'm created in God's image. Everyone started to own their self-worth. And that's actually why, like, I just created this art of success course. Um, like, you know, the next phase for me was creating a workshop after best kept secret. Cause you'll see where best kept secret goes is about activating us as humans. We got to activate, man. We got to step into our power. We got to speak with our hearts because our hearts have spirit in them. The robot doesn't, the robot just follows orders. That's yeah. not human nature. I, I, I like your, uh, optimism. It's contagious, although I'm still, I still have one kind of concern, the uh, um, uh, imminent threat that I view with these um, digital IDs and vaccine passports and them trying to attempt the social credit system. Um, I kind of see it spreading to many countries. Uh, you know, they've, I've, in my former home of, of Kazakhstan, they've got that uh, app forcing you to scan QR codes and they've really? tried, yeah, they've tried it here in Mexico. Um, and I feel like they're still advancing with this, you know, uh, that they're going to force us to use this digital passport with QR code where you won't be able to do anything uh, without it. That's just my um, feeling. I don't know if you have uh, your thoughts on that or yeah. I mean, you sound generally you're optimistic, but if you, so, if, you, if you feel there's any kind of imminent threat that we should be watching out for. Okay. So, I mean, we, of course, you should pay attention to that. So I would always say, okay, so does Bill Gates have one? 
or is she telling me to get one? I want to see Bill Gates's QR code. I want to see Elon Musk's QR code. I want a society that's a blockchain where it's transparent. So you can't just say, well, we're making everyone else do it and you know, pretending we do it. No, I want a blockchain system where I can see, okay, where's Bill Gates pass? Oh, he's flying on his private jet. He doesn't need one. So why do I need one? That's my mentality, man. There's no one supreme. There's no one superior to me in my world. And too many people have been living with that psychology because they've been living in the in the shadow of empire for so long, unfortunately, that they don't know their own worth. Most people just they don't. They, that's why they worship movie stars. So they look up to politicians and doctors or whatever, lawyers. They're like, oh wow, it's impressive. It's not impress me. <laughs> it shouldn't, no one should be higher in your psychology than you. You can appreciate people, you can respect anyone, you know, but in your psychology. No one is higher than you. And yet we've been trained to think that way. Like we are less than, you know, yeah. oh, he's more schooled than I am. Oh, he's, you know, he, he's, he's, you know, he, he knows more. He's smarter than I am. Doesn't impress me. Yeah, I, I feel the same. When I was in Geneva, the School of Diplomacy, I was around these fancy, uh, some fancy elites, you know, diplomats and all these people. A lot of them wanted you to, wanted you to kiss their butts. And I was like, I ain't having none of it. I don't, I don't care <laughs> who you are. Uh, I, I had the same attitude as you. And, you know, just speaking of movie stars, you know, I used to be a huge U2 fan. I, I've seen them play 10 times everywhere from Rome and Milan to uh, my native uh, city of Chicago. Uh, and we've seen Bono and The Edge now playing for uh, Ukraine. And it just made me lose. I mean, I, before that, I've, I've lost a lot of respect for them hanging out with the Clintons and Bush and, and all these people. But, oh, yeah. yeah it's They're just, bad. Their, their, their best friend, Jeffrey Sachs, look at this guy. This guy's an economic terrorist, Jeffrey Sachs. He was involved with the looting of Russia. I mean, a lot of this stuff goes back to the 90s when they were looting Russia. Remember, a lot of this war against Russia starts, you know, obviously the war against Russia is British imperial politics 101. I mean, this goes back 200 years. But if you, you know, it actually goes back even to the Declaration of Independence, the fighting of the revolution, you know, the, the Russians, uh, I think it was Catherine the Great at the time, um, was supporting was uh, supporting the Americans. So. Brit the British and again, the Russians have been fighting for hundreds of years. <laughs> Great game, right? As you know. So the, uh, the uh, you know, the, the various people like, you know, who are coming out now, you know, with, with Ukraine, I mean, look at them. There, a lot of them have been, you know, were part of either the, you know, the Cold War propaganda or in the 90s, you know, the looting of Russia and very much, you know, trying to see uh, Russia broken apart, you know, destabilized, weakened economically, spiritually. And I think Russia now is at the vanguard of the rising of this new, this alternative to the new world order, which is going to be a breaking of the one world currency system, a breaking of the, you name it, like whether it's SWIFT and the petrodollar, um, the governance idea, like being one world government. No, I think it's going to, it's going to fracture now into a multipolar world, which is great. Yeah, I was going to ask you, I mean, I know your father did a great documentary, Ukraine on Fire. Uh, I saw you recently uh, interviewed Alexander Dugin, which people can watch uh, if they subscribe to your Patreon or, or on Rockfin. Uh, so you don't think uh, we're headed for a thermonuclear war? No, I don't. I don't get excited about that stuff. Like, because, you know, again, I've having done the buzzsaw for like, you know, for a few years and, uh, and obviously paid attention to a lot of the... Um, the conspiracies like you know there are real conspiracies behind the scenes and then there's you know there's um i mean remember like people we got really excited in the last decade about um any number of of conflicts 
And uh, even Syria, you know, Syria could have escalated to that kind of conflict, right? Because Russia was the bad, the bad guy supporting Assad, right? Um, I just don't feel that way. I don't feel that fear. I don't feel that negativity. I feel like, no, that's not my reality. And so I don't believe that's that, you know, my, my reality is not one of, of a, a nuclear holocaust for this planet. Yeah, that's that's good news. I hope that it doesn't happen. Um, any other uh, issue you wanted to bring up or, or final thought for us? <laughs> um, no, I mean, whatever, you know, uh, whatever you whatever, anything else you want to touch upon. It was it's, it's been fun talking. Yeah, I mean, you, you do great work. And I feel the same as you. Like, sometimes I wonder, uh, you know, I want to get back into nature. Sometimes I get tired of geopolitics and empire or even uh, I've got this new TNT uh, daily live program. And, and it's just like you, you know, it's, it's fun. I keep doing it. But when, when it starts, stops being uh, fun, I will stop doing it. Um, what, what are the where are the best places uh, for pe people to find you? I know you got Sean Stone, that info. Uh, they can get to your Patreon. They can buy Best Kept Secret. They can get your book. Uh, you know, and if you have any upcoming uh, projects as well. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, the Art of Success workshop online is the is the most recent thing I put out. And again, that's all to my website. I think it's easier SeanStone.info because people can go to my uh, social media through that way, whatever platforms they use. Um, you know, they can connect there. And yeah, it just feels like a a good sort of like hub that you know my website is is like. It's a secure place <laughs> that they can uh, explore. For now, uh, you know, before until the DHS takes it down. <laughs> Hopefully, they don't. You know, the last resorts that we have, last lines of defense, are podcasts and uh, our websites. So we'll see how, how long that lasts. And it's been great uh, chatting. Everyone, do go to seanstone.info, get the book, best kept secret on Vimeo, um, the workshop. I haven't seen. I'm gonna have to check that out. Uh, and they can subscribe on Patreon and, and Rockfin as well. And Thanks for being on Geopolitics and Empire. Uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this Geopolitics and Empire podcast. The website is geopoliticsandempire.com, and I encourage you to sign up for the free email list that goes out with each podcast and every weekend with a collection of news headlines. The newsletter and website are our last lines of defense. We're being censored and deplatformed. It's nearly impossible to find Geopolitics and Empire on the Google search engine. We've been blacklisted. YouTube frequently takes down our videos with strikes. Facebook restricts our page. Reddit and Twitter take down posts. And after the Associated Press mentioned geopolitics and empire in a 2021 article co-written with NATO, our Patreon account was terminated. Vimeo also terminated our pro account. The best free way to help geopolitics and empire is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or elsewhere and subscribe to all of our media channels. You can find the video broadcast now on five platforms, Odyssey, Rockfin, Rumble, BitChute, and Brighteon. You can find the audio broadcast on the podcast ecosystem, SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, and so on. My current favorite social media channels are Twitter and Telegram, but you can also find us on Gab, MeWe, Minds, Float, VK, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Finally, Geopolitics and Empire is in dire need of funding to continue. You can leave a donation, purchase a consultation with the host, or become a member to receive additional benefits. We also produce a weekly broadcast called Dissident Thinker for members and Rockfin subscribers only. We will continue to fight the good fight come hell or high water. Thank you for listening.